0: G'day, and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball, the Inside Pitch. During this season, I'll be talking to a host of Australian women who've represented Australia at one of the World Cups held since 2004. For episode one, we traveled back to 2004 to the inaugural World Cup held in Edmonton, Canada, for a chat with Kelly Gunn of New South Wales. For episode two, we head to Taiwan for the 2006 World Cup and a chat with Tarina Stokes of Victoria. Originally hailing from New Zealand, Tarina Stokes got her start in baseball in a pair of tracksuit pants when she was just watching a game in Melbourne. A few years later, she was in the inaugural Victorian team, followed by the inaugural Australian team, and after having two kids, went on at age 37 to make her debut for Australia at the 2006 World Cup. But enough from me, let's hear from Teach. Karina Stokes welcome. Thank you Amy. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh look I'm really excited to share my story and 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 to join you on the show.
0: We're following on 2006 so 2004 we spoke to Kelly Gunn in the first episode and I think one of the first questions I wanted to ask you was I guess I was a little bit hesitant when I sort of came up with this concept about doing one World Cup Wonders. I was I was hoping that people weren't offended or anything like that. What did you think when I first reached out to you and went, yeah, be on the show?
1: Oh, look, I was excited to be on the show. One cup, I was sort of going one cup, but I played more than one cup, you know. It was, and I forgot that it was one world, well, two World Series and one World Cup. So, um, yeah, but really, really excited to share my story and... Um, the journey I've had.
0: I'm in Melbourne and I think you're in Melbourne as well.
1: Yes, in Melbourne.
0: Yes, yep. We've um, played obviously with and against each other for a long time. But first question I ask everybody is, has baseball made you apart from the podcast, has baseball made its way in your day today at all?
1: Today, well, um, we watch baseball practically every day in our household. It's, <laughs> if it's not the major leagues or the college world series or Getting to speak to my son who's in America, Darcy, and Reese has come home from college who's training for baseball. So nearly every day, baseball is in in, in my life.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, we will get to Reese and Darcy soon later in the podcast. But I want to ask you a question: like, how how did you get started in baseball? Because it's for us and the older generation, we playing sport back in. I guess, 80s, 90s for women, it wasn't just as easy as it is, and awesomely for girls and women uh, now, but yeah, how, how and why baseball all those years ago?
1: Well, I'd been traveling overseas for about two and a half years, three years, and I came back to Melbourne, and my sister was actually playing for Port Melbourne, so I went down to watch her play, I was in like, old tracksuit pants and had sneakers on, no socks, just there, T-shirt. Watched her play, and I was there with a girlfriend out the back. Um, and we thought, oh, why are they playing? Let's just have a bit of a throw. And I could always throw very hard in softball. So before I knew it, here I was, meant to be watching my sister, and about halfway through the game, they went, you can go out and pitch. <laughs> and I had to borrow socks off Albie Morris, who was our scorer, because I didn't have socks on with my sneakers, I had to borrow socks, uh, these daggy old tracksuit pants on. And very quickly, um Kane Longstop, so my husband, came. He within about five minutes he showed me what I had to do to pitch and I was out there and I threw in my first game. So that's how it all started. How'd you go? I think I did all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My God. So, had you played any, so how old were you, and had you played any, you said softball, but what, I guess, what sporting background did you have?
1: So, in New Zealand, I grew up at a very young age playing softball. I went to my first senior women's nationals at the age of 13, and it was always a dream of mine to make the New Zealand softball team. So at a very young age, I, when I first started, we played against boys. And I remember we had to wear like knickerbockers, like the, the undie knickerbocker <laughs> sort of things playing softball. And we got such a hard time from the boys as we were playing. Um, but a huge part of my life in New Zealand was I played basketball, played netball, softball, did athletics. Um, and I remember going to tournaments over the Christmas break, under-15s, under-17s, under-19s, senior woman, back-to-back-to-back, just going to tournaments um, in New Zealand. But I never really pitched. I played every other position, shortstop a lot, but I could throw the ball hard. And I remember as a young girl going, oh, I wish I I was playing baseball, you know, because I could throw so hard. Um, And then... Yeah, lo, lo and behold, at the age of 27, I think it was, when I first started playing. So I hadn't played baseball. 27 was when I first started.
0: So that was Port Melbourne? Port Melbourne. So after your debut and your <laughs> tracksuit, Tarina, did you start playing straight after that?
1: Yes. Then, then yeah. I was hooked. And then I'm still yep. playing today at nearly <laughs> 55. So nearly, <laughs> nearly 30 years on. <laughs> I'm I love st- that. I'm still playing, yeah.
0: What did you, did you start to go, okay, I've got a pretty good arm. What did you do then, to I guess, to start develop your, your pitching?
1: So, and it would be Kane's probably the biggest influence on myself. Um, it was the work that I did was I'd always been an athlete and played different sports and I was a bit of a gym junkie too when i was younger so i was very aware of the physical side of being an athlete first and then learning your craft so looking after your body being strong and then learning different pitches so you know how to how to actually hold a baseball because i grew up soft and still I throw three finger fastballs because <laughs> that 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 those all those years of throwing a softball, it was very hard for me to hold a baseball with two fingers, it would sort of sneak up. Um, <laughs> and and really just lots and lots of hours of arm um, care. I remember early on to, you know, just going and doing the extra work. Um and outside of trainings, but throwing long toss, throwing the ball, um, trying to hit targets, throwing curveballs. One of the first books I read was um, Nolan Ryan's Bible. And then I was really hooked on Nolan Ryan, on what he did as a you know athlete and, and how he worked. I still remember that he'd throw, I don't know, was it? Eight or nine innings, and then he'd be on the bike for an hour straight after he threw, just to recover. It was just, yeah, I loved it.
0: That's <laughs> so, that's so cool. Well, you and we we're talking before we came on air about, um, I guess Port Melbourne, and we, we'll get to Waverley a bit later. But you're very entrenched in the Melbourne women's, oh, sorry, Melbourne Baseball League with Port Melbourne and the Waverley Baseball Club over three hundred games mm-hmm. um, played yourself, not. I would imagine you would probably hit a thousand games of watching between Kane and and your your children. Um, but before we get into the Victoria and World Series and World Cups, we I want to actually throw you nineteen ninety seven the Aussie Diamonds mm. is probably now everyone goes oh it's Aussie Diamonds netball that's the Australian women's netball team nope mm-hmm. the Aussie Diamonds was a women's touring group put together. Um, I guess. Well before my time, can you tell me about what the Aussie
1: Diamonds was? Yeah, look, it was um, Amanda Telford, who was probably, you know, a pioneer in women's baseball. And I know she started well before me playing juniors and men. I think it was at Mulven, or maybe maybe Essendon Um and she would organised um, for a group of women players in Victoria to tour America so we all got together and we played and we were called the Aussie Diamonds I still have the playing top We it was purple and, and green um, were our tops and we went over and travelled around America and played got the opportunity to meet Peppa Davis which I still have the photo sitting with Pepper Davis and her signing a ball for us because
0: I have a, I have a book signed by Pepper Davis on my bookshelf yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and from a league of their own it was really special and yeah that was that was a great experience.
0: What else were your main memories I guess takeaways from I guess those early years and that that trip?
1: I think the friendships I've got <clears throat> from the first years of playing I'm still really close with a number of the players like Paula Papanicola and Marianne Palazzides and, you know, lifelong friends that I know that I'll always have. And it's been a huge part of some amazing women that I respect greatly and over the years and maybe I'm not as close but there are those memories like you and I were just talking about Amy beforehand that we we shared together, which is really special. And nobody can take that. They can't take that away from us. Yeah.
0: No, and they can't. It's funny how, like, I guess in our in our day, um, <laughs> we obviously we paid for a lot, and we we think oh. about, and I don't want to think about how much money we paid for it. But it, it actually doesn't matter if it was five dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. It's like I wouldn't trade any for it, any cent of it back.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: For the experiences.
1: Oh, exactly. And we paid for every everything <laughs> everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I we, think we're we, still paying. We, you know, yeah,
1: and... <laughs> exactly, exactly, a hundred percent. But yeah, it was amazing memories, right? And you know, really proud. I think of what we did and how we did it back then, and the opportunities. And seeing seeing today, I'm sure none of the girls. <laughs> Well, actually, Shay, the ones that are still playing when I played, Shaker. But hardly <laughs> any of the girls, if I walked up to a baseball diamond, they go, who's she? Who's that old lady?
0: <laughs> but that's but that's funny because that's actually part of why, like if you, if you listen back to Kelly Gunn, she turned up to a Women's Come and Try Day recently and actually put herself down as having never played before. <laughs> and I'm like, well, A, I felt sorry for the people that she actually had to throw with. He's an Australian pitcher. But B, the fact that I guess – no one knows who she is or we're not na- And I guess that's part of why I'm doing this series. I think that like, even if you've played eight world cups or one world cup, I just don't think there's the the knowledge out there. Um, mm. And it's something that we're trying to change, but I mean, Grant Weir did a, and Grant Weir was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He did a mountain of effort to get the women's league started. And then 1999 first ever women's Victorian women's team. Do you, and you were on it, Tarina Stokes, mm-hmm. inaugural Australian women's team. We'll get to that second. But inaugural Victorian women's team, which just dominated mm. for years. What do you remember from those first Victorian teams? Like Grant trained you like you were major league players. That's all oh, I remember hearing.
1: Yeah, he, he did. I, I And it was really good because Grant, I think his teaching background as well, not only as coaching, but he was a teacher, a teacher of the game. Uh, a mm. teacher of situations, like we went and repeated things over and over again, and sure doubles, and <laughs> where to run, and where you had to be, and what you needed to do, until I I, I think I remember, um, I it might have been New South Wales. They they called us re- like almost like robots, that which was yeah. a compliment. But it was because we were so well drilled on our trainings and what we had to do, we just looked like robots out there. And <laughs> I can say the life of a pitcher was hard. You know, it, it, it's hard. <laughs> hard yeah. being a pitcher and a lot of sitting. And um, But, you know putting on, whether it was wearing the Victorian uniform or the Australian uniform it was a very proud moment.
0: It was very distinct. Back then it was you were a pitcher or you weren't, maybe with a couple of exceptions. Now it's like two-way players left, right and centre. I mean, you guys, you were like, I'm Torina Stokes P. You took your pillow and that was it. Yeah. You ran your polls back then. Shag And... We shagged. You shagged. We shagged. You shagged the fly balls. For hours. A baseballer. For yeah. hours, yes. For I was hours. an outfielder. My life as an outfielder was either standing there watching the starting pitcher run the poles in the game <laughs> behind me or trying to fight the pitchers pre-game for the fly balls at <laughs> yeah, the batting exactly. practice. Exactly, Yeah. Bloody pitchers. <laughs> but seven – so you played seven nationals um, between – 99 in 2006, you won five Five out of seven. You actually missed one, so five out of six, and that was won by Kelly Gunn uh-huh. in 2003 in New South Wales. Um, do you can you summarize those nationals? Do you have a highlight? Like,
1: well, I was, I was listening to Kelly and I was laughing because when you asked me to do this, I'm going, I was saying to Kane, Oh my god, I, I can't remember some things, you know, like I'm really getting old to think you know it's you know, 30 30 nearly 30 years ago um what do what do i remember i remember the girls i remember the training i remember the as a team the running and to get fit and staying together and and you know actually the the teamwork and support i was as a player, I would always put the team first and my body second, and I would do it, do anything for the team. Um, I remember a lot of times playing where they go, you're a pitcher, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, Die for that ball, or go running and try and catch that foul ball over there, and lose all your skin on your elbows. And I'm going. I just don't want to throw another pitch, right? I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to do everything to try and get an out and not throw another pitch. I want this inning over? Yeah, yeah. I want this inning's over. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, really proud of what we did. Um, and and the number of years that we were able to to be to be on top and it was interesting I was listening to you talking to Kelly and there was that rivalry between us and new south wales uh, you know early so it
0: was it was brutal I, and uh, that's not to take anything away from any other state we obviously had some wa took a little bit longer to uh-huh. come on and and then wa was legit and then there was that three way but then those first nearly decade, it was New South Wales, Victoria, those games, I remember some of those games I was, like, nearly vomiting. (laughs) Like, it was amazing. And I think that's kind of helped us when we got to the World Cup. It's just like, meh, Australia versus Japan, we've played New South Wales. We hate them more than anyone. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, look, it it was a, a great time. I'm really proud of, you know, what Victoria was able to do.
0: Am I correct in saying you threw a no-hitter at one of those early nationals?
1: At the very first. At the very first, yeah. Yeah, so threw a no-hitter, and that was a proud proud moment.
0: So you walk off a – you watch your sister, you walk on a diamond, and a few years later you're throwing no-hitter. It's just that easy. <laughs> it's just that easy. No, no. So, yeah, a, a, a few – obviously, in the nationals, but we go into 2001 and – The 2001 Women's World Series. So Grant Weir and a a couple of people had had started conversations in the USA and they announced there would be a World Series, the first ever Women's World Series over in Canada in 2001. They named that team. um, They actually named it after the 2000 Women's Nationals and then it was the year after and there was 18 Victorians of 20. Uh-huh. Christina Krepo, WA, Renee Stramides from New South Wales, were the only two non-Victorians on that team. You're on the inaugural Australian women's team for the World Series. What, like, that was a few years before my time. But those stories from that World Series are legendary. Mm. Tell, tell me about, yeah, just tell me about some of that team.
1: Um. Well, leading up to it, and I think you touched on that we paid a lot of money. Um, and... Even before going, it was how to help the team. And I was able to get sponsorship from the company that I worked with, which was called ADECO. So we were the ADECO Aussies. They got naming rights of our team. Um, It was $20,000 at that point in time, I think. There was a lot of um, sort of media. I remember us being in Burke Street Mall and we had like the blow up pitching machine and our CEO had to go out and the T V cameras were there and we were in our we were in our uniform because we were sponsored by a DECO and um there was even talk of wanting us to throw a ball across the Yarra or do something I don't think we ever did, but it was, you know, like what can we do to get media involved and oh, my cute. CEO was my my CEO was there and he was in a suit and he was pitching and he was—he kept throwing the ball, and then he said, Tarina, are they done yet?" When the cameras were on, and that—that that was um, really cool. Cool to get that. And then we went over, um, and we're in Toronto, and uh, it was—it was amazing to put on the Australian uniform. And all I wanted to do as a young softballer in New Zealand was to to play for my country, and then. I moved to Australia and I got the opportunity to play for for Australia, so that was really really special. And speaking, I, I roomed with Renee in that first one. I think she was only fifteen, and know, yeah, I was this old—I <laughs> don't even know—thirty, yeah, 32 year old at that point in time. Like
0: that trip, I mean, you you played on a major league stadium. Um, mm-hmm. You went to the. Wa- I got
1: to play center, center field. Yeah, What? What? Huh? I rem- And the Skydome, I went out, might have been only one or two innings, but I got to be out in centre field yeah. and I remember the ball, I remember the ball going up in the air and all the lights. I'm thinking, oh my God, if I drop this, <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. Did you catch it? Yeah. I think I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: That is so cool. But you, um, and I hear like stories, there's stories of you guys had to play like at 1am, then you had to back it up at like 8. What, what was some of the, I guess, the s- stories you remember from that?
1: that event oh look it is definitely the the day where here we are out at it it was almost felt like a local club ground with lights on at 1am in the morning finishing at three our, our food was muesli bars I think that was the dinner forget about nutrition it was like what, what can you have before eating I mean before playing and um and then I don't think we got back to the hotel for, and then we had to be back at the Sky Dome at 7 a.m., playing really early in the morning. Um, But we did it. You know, you just went, whatever it took, we were there and put your cleats on, and here we go. Game on. That's
0: so cool. And and Australia ended up winning bronze, defeating Canada. And there's a really cool front page of the Toronto, one of the Toronto papers. We've got it in here, and it's like, Cat Rowe was pitching and Sam Hamilton was at first base and they're jumping in each other's arms and it's just like a just and it's like you see the Australia and we've won a bronze. It's like it's a, it's like yeah. women's baseball, Australian women's baseball is on the world stage. It was like I miss just been would have been so cool to be a part of.
1: Oh, it was awesome. And it was awesome to win win bronze at at that tournament and you know, afterwards we we travelled to Cooperstown. Yeah. Uh, And our playing top got presented at Cooperstown and one of the hats, so that was a special moment, being the first Australian women's team.
0: Yeah, so we talk about that first Australian women's team, 2001, and there was some World Series held, 2001, Mm -hmm. 2, 3 and 4 across the world. Now, you competed in the 2001 World Series, 2003 World Series, and... Well, I want you to talk us through, I guess, a similar kind of story from both of those. Um, yeah, tell us about uh, those two World Series.
1: Yeah, so, so leading up to 2001, I, I spent a lot of time just physically preparing my body. Like, I had a personal trainer, I was working really hard to go away and be at my utmost physical fitness, to be at the World Series. And I remember saying to my personal trainer, all I need to do now is get pregnant and then I'll be like Olympic athletes who sometimes do that to be at their peak at the World Series. Ha, 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 joke, joke, joke. And um, after the World Series, we travelled down to Kane Longstaff um, was my partner at the time. We traveled down to Florida and then I did a pregnancy test afterwards and found out actually I was pregnant. So, at that World Series, I was pregnant with my older son, Reese. And I found out not long after, a week or so after, that I was pregnant. 2003, I actually had to tell Warwick McCarkus beforehand as we were. Training and leading up into that, that I was I was four months pregnant, I think, in the 2003 tournament. So yeah, I was quite pregnant then.
0: Obviously, when it comes to pregnancy and and choosing to continue to play or to stop playing, um, what were what were your thoughts? What was the process there for you?
1: Um, well, the first one I didn't know. So yeah, the first one I didn't know, but the the second one was very much checking with the doctor first that the baby's safe and it's well protected in there. And being a pitcher, I didn't really get myself into situations that, you know, would have any impact or any contact, physical contact. Um, I was just a little bit tired. I think I was able to get a room to myself on the gold coast just so I could have (laughs) nana nana naps if I needed, needed to. Um, but, but otherwise, fine. I was so I was so physically fit. Even mm. after I had Reese coming back, my body just went back to normal pretty much straight away and and I went back training. So you're back
0: training, you're
1: working, you're you've got obviously two children,
0: um, your husband's a coach, all these types of things and we talk about that juggling. Um, that trying to keep everything going. How how did you do it?
1: So we had to rely on a lot of network of people near us. You know, juggling parenthood and being a athlete, working full time. Yep. Right. So to juggle, I remember. So there's between childcare, like the children in childcare, or friends, or Getting up at 7 a.m. to go to the personal trainer before work to then work, or to be at work and at lunchtime go and see the personal trainer, and and then at night <laughs> getting home feeding the, as well as probably expressing and breastfeeding and all of those other things that you needed to do. Um, it was a bit of a balance, and it was quite hard, you know, to mm-hmm. to to do that on. Were your priorities, but I love the game, right? I love playing, I loved competing, um, and I love the sport. So hmm. made it work, you yeah. know. And the kids came away, you know. They, I, I, I always in my head wanted them to see their mum play. Yeah. And I wanted to keep playing and get the kids see me play. <laughs> That's so and cool. I'm still playing now, but not quite to the level I was 30 years ago. They didn't quite see me when I was at my best.
0: <laughs> Before we jump into the 2006 World Cup, I just want to ask you a question. Like, we talk about you were 30, 31 when you made that first Victorian team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're 37 when you make this Australian team for the 2006 World Cup. I want to ask you a question where, like, do you, part of you go from a, from a purely baseball perspective, none of the rest of your life, do you kind of go... Dang, I was born too early. Oh.
1: Yes. I lo- I look at it now and the opportunities for women in in a lot of sport, you yep. know. I played basketball, I played netball, played softball. To be a female athlete nowadays is amazing, right? Mm. The the support, not only from the media, but the funding, the things that out there and the opportunities is just, just incredible. You know, my, my head is just as competitive <laughs> as when I was in my <laughs> early twenties. It is yeah. my body. Uh, it is my body that lets me down. You know, yep. I still have, I still have the same drive and just, when I get on the mound and you give me the baseball. I still want to win. <laughs> um, I laugh at myself on what <laughs> I can physically can't do, but um, yeah, I, I still I still love it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I look at it, but I I also am really proud that we led the way. Right. Yeah. We were we were there, and in some cases, I'm not going to say fighting. But really trying to get exposure, I hated when anybody said you throw like a girl. Well yeah well I can throw probably harder than you, right Don't don't don't, don't go you can throw throw blocks, like a girl. Really, yeah yeah we can we're, we're baseball players right yep. and we can we can play the game so yeah that's
0: that's awesome. And look and 2006 comes. so 2006 World Cup, Thirty-seven. You get named to the team. Do you remember the moment where you you were told that you were in that first World Cup team?
1: I remember being excited and then thinking, "Holy shit! What are we going to do with the kids?" Because I came with mm. a coach as well. Right, we've got two children, and it's going to go away. How are we go, How are we going to cope? They can't come to Taiwan with us, and they were quite still quite young. I think two thousand and six, Darcy would have only been two. Two and four, the boys would have been. Um, so, yeah, excited but nervous. I think on that balancing, balancing, yep. still, still wanting to play at the top level, but also being a mother and a parent. Mm.
0: Before we get into the World Cup and the games, just a couple of random questions. Uh, uh-huh. Nickname. Now I know you as Tej or Tej Mama. Um, what was your nickname and, well, what was <laughs> sometimes you don't get to choose your nickname. Uh, what was your nickname?
1: Look, a lot of the time it was Teej. So I'm Tarina Jane. So I got Tiege, um or TJ. That's where the Torina the Jane Tej came from. Um, yep. Teejee Mama came from the fact that maybe they called me Teejee Mama because I had two kids. But I was always, <laughs> um, always... A team player that kept an eye on a lot of others and the games the game's hard not only physically but mentally so whenever anybody I saw struggling I would make sure whether it was a quiet conversation or a bit of tough love not here this isn't the place we'll do that you know if you're upset we do it somewhere else but you know, that's where the mama probably came into it because often I would be keeping an eye on a lot of people.
0: <laughs> Your playing number, what was it and why?
1: Seven. Was that, did that sound like seven, a Kiwi seven? Um, uh, seven. <laughs> seven, yeah. Uh, so I think there was maybe a couple of teams, I didn't get it with Marion Grant, but seven, because I'm born on the 7th of the 11th, so always, where possible, I'd pick number seven. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had seven in
0: 2006. Um, pants up or pants down? Down. Down? <laughs> down, yeah.
1: My legs are too, <laughs> okay. yeah. Not a, not a good
0: figure to have pants up. <laughs> uh, and your roommate for this World Cup? Renee Stramidis. Renee, Okay. Now, yep. Renee, I roomed with Alsa Davidson. Uh, and look, this is a good opportunity to go through the team. So again, we took 18 away. We took 18 to the first World Cup, 18 to this World Cup. Mm-hmm. There was only of the 18, only eight returning players from that first World Cup. Wow. Katie Gaynor, Samantha Hamilton, Jade Huff, Shay Lily White, myself, Renee Stramides, Alyssa Tamborino, and Simone Wern. So we had 10 deputants. Mm-hmm. Alsa Davidson, Julia Fellows, Mel Gregory, Brooke McLean, uh, Kelly Manzi, Kim Schulte, yourself, Lauren Vella, Mel Whittaker and Claire Whittam. So you turn – that's a its a big turnover. It's huge. Of what <laughs> happened? players. I don't know. And it's something that Kelly Gunn and I talked about in that first episode, That like the amount of players. So there were seven players at that first World Cup that only played one World Cup, and there were four at this. Yourself. Alsa Davidson, Mel Gregory, Mel Whittaker. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a case of adult. I mean, kids, family, jobs, mm. whatever it might be, we all paid x tens of thousands of dollars every couple of
1: years. Yeah. Um, certainly wasn't any lack of love of the game. Oh, 100%. I, I think I'm, I'm trying to think back at that time. 37, two children, childcare. Two children and child care was more than a mortgage repayment at that time and when you had kids there was no parental leave so you yeah. I, I I think I, I think I remember when I had Darcy I was in I was still working and in labor having contractions in labor at home and then as soon as I came out of the hospital I think because Reese was still in child care I worked immediately after coming out of hospital there was no there's no six months off it it was not not full not full time but but did did work yeah so financially it was pretty pretty tough I think that would have been a big it, it would have been a big factor because it was thousands you're right Amy it was thousands and thousands of dollars we spent and it
0: wasn't just I guess the three four five whatever it might have been for the World Cup but we had the nationals every year. So Manda- so that was yeah, another.
1: mandatory to do nationals had yeah. to go to nationals two to three grand yeah
0: throw in the training two three times a week throw in well I had to play this our club league um mm-hmm. it's a lot like it's a it's a lot to to ask um and I guess that's why it's like I think if you've played multiple World Cups or you've played one no one knows your story. No one knows why you've been, I guess, only ab- – some people have only been able to
1: play one mm. Mm. because of whatever it might be. And and then there was that time where the kids who – I think Reece, they started playing, right? So here they were. Yeah. I'd, I'd been there. My dream had come true. I'd got to represent Australia. I'd achieved – even though I probably still wanted to go, it was time to watch the kids, you know, and yep. put them first. So I think, I think that was a lot of the decisions for me not to keep playing. And, and there was, you know, it was both Kane and I, so I, I still laugh because in that first World Series, actually people didn't know that Kane and I were together because I'm still Tarina Stokes, and he was Kane Longstaff yep. so on the back of our tops. We didn't have the same name, and people were quite shocked that, well, well now husband and wife, and I'm still Tarina Stokes, and he's Kane Longstaff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was very much on being, profi- you know, that's, once you put on the gear and you're at training, it's, you're a player, he is a coach. Yep.
0: 2006 World Cup, we, we go to Taiwan, to Taipei, Chen Mao Stadium. Um, there were seven nations. So we had five at the first World Cup. We have seven nations. We add Cuba and Hong Kong uh-huh. um, late July, early August. Now, I don't know what, I don't know what you remember at this World Cup. Now, I remember going in that 2006 there was bird flu and the World Cup almost got cancelled. Mm-hmm. I just remember the heat. Oh, it
1: was sad. so <laughs> It was, it was so, so hot. It
0: was so much hotter than Canada.
1: I remember the heat. I remember the motorbikes. The fact that there was and there was no rules on the road. They just no, went chaos. it it was chaos. Also, I, I think when we we're in the bus travelling to our accommodation, the amount of open wiring outside of buildings was just freaking me out <laughs> on the electricals. Um, but hot. It yep. was, it was really hot it to was go at hot. It, it, yeah, you had to stay in the hotel most of the time because it took your breath away walking out the door.
0: Another memory that really stands out, it's quite funny, that was back in the day, I don't think they do it anymore, but the hot and cold showers. Yeah. And I think at the time we were we we're all staying in rooms. So I was, so I was in with Alsa and I think you might have been next door and yeah. we were trying to work how to do hot and cold showers because we went down. Alsa and I went downstairs to... We got told there was ice downstairs and we ended up walking into a male onsen, like a spa, and I can tell you now there were not a lot of clothes and not a lot of towels and Alistair and I were like, we're out. So then we, I think we went around to the room and said, how do we do a hot-cold? So we came up with this thing where we had one shower in one room on hot, one shower in one room on cold, and we would put this trail of towels
1: and I think it may have destroyed the carpet, yeah, without a doubt, it was the wet, <laughs> the wet patch running. Just to get oh, Yeah, yeah, to recover. <laughs> no,
0: it was crazy. And the other thing I do remember, and I wrote these stupid notes down because I just it stands out to me. In two thousand six, Australia had a, or Queensland, there was cyclone Larry, um and the banana crops got destroyed, and there was like a banana shortage, and they were like twenty dollars a kilo. <laughs> so we hadn't eaten bananas. For months leading into this World Cup. I'll never forget the first time we went to the to the breakfast and it was this pile of bananas and the whole Australian team just ran to this banana stand to just grab eat bananas all. and everyone else Yeah. <laughs> all the other teams are looking at us and we're like, We can't afford bananas, we're gonna eat bananas.
1: Anyway, maybe it was just me. <laughs> like it's gold. just crazy how the stupid things you remember oh, I know. from these events. Those sort of things it's and then ridiculous. what happened on the <laughs> during a game, I'm going, Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> Like, yeah. what, I played? I just yeah. remember eating bananas and yeah, doing e- hot and cold chill.
0: Exactly. So we went over there and we had a week or so of practice games and we're at a um, a ground and I will also put a video up. It was literally, there was a road, there was our playing ground and then there was the airport next door. <laughs> so we literally felt like in field, we thought the planes were going to land on us. So, I'll, yeah, it was quite crazy. But let's get into the games. Mm-hmm. We did play some games. Game one, Hong Kong. First game, we've got Tarina Stokes, Deputant, gets
1: the ball, gets the start. Awesome. Do you remember it? I do remember it. I do remember okay. because all of the games were televised as well too, I think. They were, yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember getting the ball. The stadium was amazing. It was quite yes. a big, big big, stadium that we were in. Um. And I think afterwards, we had a bit of drug testing going on as well. And a lot of girls were dehydrated. We couldn't leave. Yeah. And and it was like an hour, an hour and a half before <laughs> going. But no, I do remember throwing against Hong Kong. We got the win?
0: Yep. The recap of the game is we defeated Hong Kong 22-2. Um, not a great, I guess, first game for Hong Kong, but... Nice win for us. Uh, you started, you went 3.1 innings. You gave up one hit and three strikeouts. Not too shabby. Uh-huh. Kim Shorty relieved you. Myself, Renee Stramitis, Samantha Hamilton, Katie Ganner, we all got three hits apiece, which is wow. pretty cool. That, that's awesome. But I'm calling, I'm going to call some shenanigans here. You left the game in the fourth. You pitched 3.1, one hit, three strikeouts. You left with a 10-run lead and you didn't get the win.
1: What's going on there?
0: Oh, I'm calling a recount. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. What the hell? Um, Kim Schulte, debut, not taking anything away from her, but I'm just, I'm calling shenanigans. So, <laughs> anyway, so game one, Tyrannah Stokes, a W. I'm just going to give you a W at that point. Day two, we're back out there. We actually play the first six days of the seven days. We don't get a rest. So, game two, Chinese Taipei, we blank them 4 0. So nice second win. Um, Simone Wern five point one and Kelly Manzi one point two. They gave up three hits between them. That's amazing. Um, yeah, we only scored. We got actually got four runs of three hits. Shay, myself, and Mel Gregory got hits. We scored four runs. So mm-hmm. day three, USA, we lose. Unfortunately, we lose seven two. Uh, unfortunately, two errors kind of cost us. Can't three... make errors against the US. Well, no, that cost us three. Uh, unearned runs so yeah that sort of makes it hard stats wise uh lisa Tamborino, ulcer davidson on the hill two hits one to myself and one to brooke mclean and then we go to game the next game game four cuba t stokes gets the start again now this it's funny it's <laughs> funny how you leave a world cup or you have these memories in your career this or oh, part of this game there's a couple of points in this game which just remind me of yesterday mm-hmm. so before I go into it what do you remember so we we won and you started what do you
1: remember from this game not a lot <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting because I was ch- like I remember the Hong Kong game I'm waiting to hear what you're saying on the box score to <laughs> jog my memory. Um, because I I can't remember a lot.
0: Well, you started
1: mm-hmm. and you threw
0: four innings, gave up two runs. You left four two up. Mm-hmm. Oh, good! In the fourth, yes, yeah. So yeah. fantastic! I'm glad I could remind you of Thank your you. um. <laughs> now, Cuba. So when you came out, Kim Schulte relieved you. Go, Kim. Yes, Kim. Again, Kim Shorty. So Kim Shorty uh-huh. was from Queensland. We had her for uh-huh. a couple of World Cups. Uh-huh. Um, really, really good pitcher. Again, like yourself, didn't have her for enough World Cups. Now Cuba scored a run in the sixth and the seventh to tie it. <gasps>
1: I'm
0: nervous. And
1: Think, yes, is this now... when Katie hit it off the fence? Was there one hit off the wall? because uh, I took a photo of, I've got a photo of the ball mark. Where it hit the fence on the fall. Is it that game? Or is that a different game?
0: I think my favourite part of this series is going to be when you guys remind me of things and you've just triggered my memory. I reckon it was like a 3.15 fence and she made a hole
1: in the middle of the five. I've got a a photo of it, and she's there pointing to – we went out after the game and and pointing to it. I'm sure I've got a photo. I
0: can't remember if it was that game, but all I remember is – so Kim Schulte comes on. She ended up She hit for herself.
1: She ended ah, up hitting.
0: Yeah. And then they Got- pinch ran Julia Fellows, who was one of our catchers during that World Cup. We also had Kelly Mansy and Claire Widom, um, doing the catching between them. Yeah, they pinch run Julia Fellows at second base in the seventh, and Kim Schulte, our relief pitcher, ended up getting the uh the walk off hit to win the game five four.
1: Woohoo! Go the pitchers. <laughs> who said pitchers can't hit? Yes. <laughs> Of go, course, that was going to be yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Next day, Rock Out, Japan. We lost 11-6. They jumped us with seven runs in the second inning, unfortunately. We scored in four innings, scored six runs. But, yeah, we lost 11-6. Renee Stramides, Brooke McLean, Alistair Davidson combined on the hill. Uh, multiple hits to Shea and Kelly Manzi. Now, one of the things about this World Cup is there were no finals. There was no gold-silver playoff. There was no playoff for bronze. It was just legit. Everyone played each other once. And the medals were worked out on this runs-against-per-innings formula. That's no fun. No, it's not. I mean, you kind of want to play off for medals. But we kind of did. Because Game 6 for us, our last game, was against Canada. And then on Day 7, the USA was to play Japan. So, effectively, the top four... Australia USA Canada Japan the medals were coming from those from those four teams. Uh, Canada had beaten the USA and Japan but they'd lost to Chinese Taipei and we'd obviously lost to the USA and Japan. so mm-hmm. when it was all said and done the formula we knew we just had to go out and beat Canada by as many runs as possible and I think we were told or just there was a figure going round of, of five runs. So we go out there, Alsa Davidson gets the start, and we score four in the bottom of the second and five in the bottom of the third. We've got ten hits across seven players. Kelly Manzi's nearly hitting for the cycle. So going into the sixth, we're up up 9-1. So things are looking pretty good. Uh Then the game kind of got, I'm not going to say fiery. Let's just say there was uh, some discussions between both dugouts after... Samantha Hamilton, who ended up winning the Stolen Bases Award for the trophy, for the tournament, uh, stole. Now, in Australia, there's a 10-run rule. You stop stealing. Mm. And I'm not quite sure what the rules are in Canada, but they weren't too happy with what we'd done. And obviously, we are just trying to win. We're trying to buy as much as we can. Uh, it's a World Cup. That's what you're yeah. supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. So after all the hoo-ha, they came back, scored three runs across the sixth and the seventh. So... We won by five, not more. And it had to
1: be more than five.
0: By more than five. no. And it's so funny how, like, you – in 2004, we were up 3-2 going into the fourth or the fifth, and then Canada came back and scored six, and they won bronze. And here we go again. So – we didn't have the bronze medal playoff, but we they ranked us on runs per, allowed per inning. So we ended up finishing on 1.15 runs allowed per inning, and they were 0.92. So we lost the bronze medal by point two three. I don't know what that is. Is that a – I don't know what that is. Yeah. So we're just like – we're so close. So close. So close. So fourth for a second straight World Cup. Uh, USA ends up beating Japan on that final day, so USA takes its second gold, Japan takes silver, Canada takes the bronze. To the all-world team, we get three nods. Simone Wern, one of the starting pitchers, Shay Lily-White at second base, and myself uh, in the outfield. Yeah, so I guess we finish on a bit of a high in the in the awards at least. Well done. Thank you. When you reflect on the World Cup as, as a whole, uh, yeah, what are your memories look or feelings
1: now for me i i think back in it you know really proud to be a part of the teams that i class even the world series i know this is about the world cup and being the the, the... no
0: this is about you this is not about the world cup this is about you
1: for me each time i played for australia in reflection, I was really proud. In some cases, it's a hard game, right? It's a hard game emotionally, physically, sometimes. What do we say? It's a game of failure. And it's not an easy game to play. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um but you know, incredibly incredibly proud to be a part of um those teams and that era. And I remember, I think it was Team Inogen, Japan, and I know e. they were sponsored. Like they had, they had the TV crew traveling with them. They were professionals. I think yes, they had a million dollars. Back in the day, they were sponsored a million dollars, and just watching them play was pretty incredible. <laughs> oh, I do remember in Taiwan, I think, were there and some of the girls had been at the World Series and I was there up in the stands with might have been a Japanese player and this woman was there and asked how old I was and I said my age and I was almost the same age as her and she was the mother of a player on another team. I was thinking I really am Mama teach you know, I'm old enough to be the mother Don't of the...
0: respect me <laughs>
1: awesome yeah that i think so good. Uh, yeah and and i think in there was only one other player around my age in 2006 i think there was an older japanese player i'm trying to think back um in there yeah there might have been. i do actually have the program in uh,
0: front of me oh my I actually God. Have the program. and i've I feel like I need to scan some of the photos because they are absolute. There you go. There you are. Yeah, look at me. I look so young. Holy hell. Well, we all – I don't know what it was. And I I feel like I want to scan some of these and put them online because I think when they said you just have to send a headshot through, we just all went headshot mugshot. Yeah. I think we got the translation wrong because all the other teams are like uniforms and everything. And the first couple of World Cups, we're just a little bit – we just took it in the dugout after a training at ten thirty at Waverley on a doosty Tuesday I know Tuesday we're night. all like, in it was... civvies, like yeah. I guess so. After two thousand and six, you that was it mm-hmm. for you. No more world cups, no more nationals. Do you have a favourite memory from your from the representative, from whether it's Victoria or Australia? What is there one thing that immediately when you go, what's what was the best thing?
1: Um. When I think of it, it's the people that I played with. It, it, it yeah. you know, I know there's the love of the game, but I always think back to the different characters and the people and the times that we had together. You know, I could go, I could, I could say it was winning number one or pl- you know, playing the first tournament, or but the thing that stands out is more so the people that I played with um, yeah. or against as well um, yeah. and utmost respect for so many, so, so, so many female baseballers, you know, um, I, I think of my Port Melbourne days and it was the, I, I think I was in the 3 peak. They might have won four in a row. And the last one, I, I think I might have had Reese. I know with Victoria, the number of nationals that we went to um, and won. That was awesome. The first being, you know, the first time putting on the Australian jersey, I think, and getting to pitch in Canada. Grant made it the pitchers rest. If you were playing, you could stay back and rest if you were pitching the next day. And I remember staying back at the hotel and then getting the first start. I think there was a hole in the pitching mound. It wasn't like Major League pitching mound. My hole went, my foot went down a hole. It felt like a meter deep. That the mound was so crap that we were pitching <laughs> off. But um, you know, they're all they're all special special memories. Yeah. And
0: I want to get onto you we've spoken a lot about Reese and Darcy and I think it's so cool how you, we touched on going to the Hall of Fame mm. in Cooperstown and there was a jersey there and then you actually got to go with them. Yeah. And show them like that so tell me so tell me about your your sons and where they are now and then that moment. Yeah,
1: so well Reese is now 21 and Darcy's 19. Um Reese well, he's at home at the moment. He actually broke his hammock bone. Um, he's, <gasps> no. yeah, I know. He's, at, he's been at college in Arizona, so Arizona Western in the U.S. for the past two years um, and unfortunately broke a bone in his hand this year. So, he's home for summer break at the moment, so got him home. Um, Darcy signed with the Cincinnati Reds so uh, yes as a pitcher so that was a very proud proud moment so he's over in arizona at the moment playing rookie ball in cincinnati i i actually went in april this year so i was i'd booked i'd booked to go and watch reese play but unfortunately, he was injured. But then got to see Darcy over there. But many years ago, Kane and I, when the kids were little, <clears throat> did six weeks traveling across America. You know, Disneyland, uh, San Diego, Vegas. We we were actually we went to Reese's team, major league team was New York Yankees, and Darcy's was Boston Red Sox. So we also went to God. New. I know a New York game. And it was Derek Jeter's last year playing. So we got to see Derek Jeter at New York and then we went up to Boston and we drove to Cooperstown and we had the kids there and went into the Baseball Hall of Fame and went round to women's baseball section and there was our, at that time, I know, Amy, you mentioned that the top there was the top and the – baseball cap from the world series in 2001 with the ADECO aussies on it yeah when mm. when i went in 2010
0: there was the hat yeah. from your first world yeah. series team and i was like this is so cool mm. it was next to like some of the most amazing stuff mm. like but you saw so your family got to see one of your playing like, the,
1: like... The playing cops yeah yeah oh yeah that's so cool it was it was, it was really cool to you know Share that because I always wanted the kids to be old enough to remember that <laughs> I keep playing, going, I want to keep playing so they remember that mum could play. Well, I'm still playing, but I don't play like I used to be able to play. <laughs> well, just on that, do you like, like
0: they know that you played for Australia? Do you coach them? If you like, is it a case of I taught them everything you know? Um, is it, you and Kane arguing who taught them more? Oh, no, definitely Kane.
1: <laughs> um, I, I, I. I had them when they were T-ballers, when they wouldn't listen and they're running around and, and you know, <laughs> cart doing cartwheels, writing cart it, you. yeah, their name yeah. the name and the sand. So, I, I coached, <laughs> I coach. Darcy was very funny, as long as Darcy had hot dogs, he'd sit there and wouldn't move when he was like three. He'd just sit there, as long as he got a hot dog, he was okay. Um... <laughs> but, but but i I coached very early on, and then Kane went on to coach him for a number number of years. but we were always, you know, about arm care and training and long toss and driveline and yeah, a lot of those. but then the kids, you know went away to nationals, and there was two of them, and <laughs> the money didn't stop going out on, on yeah, the, the, the sport, yeah. And it, and it was hard because you, you have to make decisions, you know. You go through and go – you can't do it all sometimes yeah, financially. Mm. But extremely, extremely proud of both boys, yeah. So you're still playing and still being able to –
0: um, I guess help and coach some of those players down uh, at Waverley, the women's
1: women's program down there. Yeah, and that's one of the one of the reasons we left Port. We did so well, and I'm a life member at Port, and I scored, as you said, the the hours that I've been at baseball grounds. I'd hate to count, um, <laughs> if it's not watching, it's scoring or playing, um, and that was one of the reasons moved to Waverley to try and help in Victoria, get another women's team up and running in, in the competition. Yep. And what brings me most joy now is coaching those girls that have never played before. And we've got some who are experienced like Paula Papp, and Miriam Palazzides. And then we've got young girls that have just come down for the first time and picked up a go- glove and teaching them, you know, what we know,
0: just like you when you walked on the mound
1: that day. Yeah, well, you know, at port watching your sister. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which way do you run? No, you don't go that way. You know, there's so many rules in baseball. When you go back and somebody drop the bat, drop the yeah, bat, drop the bat. No, you run, you run to first base, not third base. Yeah, and it, there's too many rules. Too many, many rules. And and this year we had a lot of new players, and the first we're thinking we were going through the rules, and it's going, oh my god, oh, I'm confused, and I know this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So still still putting in it and it, and it's interesting. You know, I look at what yourself and Sam and I think of Simone and and Shay and Kelly Manzi and all those amazing women who have put so much into women's baseball. And I'm gonna go here in Victoria. Sorry, other states that I, I don't know enough of those states, but mine I I went slight probably because of the boys, it was a lot with with following the boys, but you know, it's amazing on what those early players and yourself and everybody's done for women's sport in Victoria and baseball now. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I, I and I think we've all Again, why I'm doing this podcast? If you played one World Cup or five nationals, or you've played all thirty league seasons of the Victorian League, every single person's played their part. Mm. Mm. Like the, the you, for example, the impact that you had on my career was phenomenal. From a from a competitor being mm. coming in and just having like facing people like you, Simone mm. Kat. Mm. it was insane. And then I got to play with you, and you were the most one of the most amazing competitors, but more importantly, one of the most amazing teammates.
1: Oh, thank you. Amy. and I think, mm.
0: yeah. And, and the fact that you're still playing today and then imparting that onto, uh, uh, yeah, I think even though, as I said, you played one world cup and things like that, mm. your legacy is going to be felt mm-hmm. for a
1: long time. It's, it's interesting. Cause the one thing I remember, well, not just the one thing, but Kane often said, and I watched him, pitch at Port Melbourne a lot of years he said to me never not belittle but never show emotion if somebody makes a mistake of your teammates right because they're going to save your ass in the next play and mm. you know it, it was something that yeah I was really competitive I, I, took, a, I took a lot on I felt responsible if we lost. Like, I put a lot of pressure. It took me a long time not to put it on myself if we lost. And it's funny in the team sport. Like, it's an individual sport, but it's a team sport. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you're a pitcher, yeah. nobody ha- can help you throw strikes. Or so when you're a batter, nobody actually... It's can... the most
0: individual team sport yeah. going
1: around. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and it was interesting on that me- mental side of... Not feeling responsible or felt feeling that I'd let the team down, you know, to go through and just process that early. I I just want to say total respect for your career.
0: Um, Thank you. And I we, like the thing is like none of us get to choose when we were born, but it's like I wish you were born later so we could have seen you at more than just one World Cup.
1: Oh, thanks, thanks, Amy. Yeah, you know. We, we had an amazing experience and some, <laughs> so some, some great times along the way. And, you know, you just, you're a long time, somebody said to me, you're a long time retired. And if you still love it. Yes. Yeah. If you still love it, you keep going. But, but I think it's incredible in what you're doing and, you know, um, this podcast and, and going through because there are, there are some amazing people. And I was quite shocked that it's only 70. Is that what you said, 70 players? It
0: is. At eight World Cups, Yeah. there's 67 players that have played at World Cup. And that doesn't count, obviously, the, the World Series, 2001, 2, 3 and 4, mm-hmm. but at the eight World Cups, there's only 67. It's not many. It's not. It is a very – and I, I did the list and I was looking at who's played what like eight mm. six five four and there's like 30 people have played one wow and i sort of just and i just sort of went why is that and i started thinking about it and it was just, as i said people were becoming mum mm. study cost jobs and and so and i don't know a lot of close friends that are have played one world cup and i just got sick of hearing people saying only because it's yeah it's
1: not it's it's it yeah it it is something to represent your country right you've got to be really proud whether it's one or whether it's 10 how many have we had how many world cups have we had we've had eight Eight. as i said like
0: you don't just no one makes the australian team because no one's making up numbers Mm. every single player that's worn that green and gold deserves it and i think that the stories yeah it's why i wanted to do this i think it's a really amazing story and this is obviously i think We've been talking for an hour and a half, and I think there's probably only been about 15, <laughs> 15 minutes of this has been about the World Cup because you're not defined by only playing one World Cup. No. You're, yeah, yeah, you're part of our baseball legacy and history in this country,
1: and that's just one part of your, your history. Oh, well, thank you, Amy. And um, I look forward to hearing others' stories on, on the One Cup wonders. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Amy. Hopefully we have a reunion soon.